I have finally gotten my wish. The Midwest is no longer flyover country when it comes to good eating. And yeah, the new places can be sensational, but the golden old traditional places are getting new respect. They capture that sense of community. In fact, there's a word for it, Gemütlichkeit. It's a German word referring to the warmth and good cheer of coming together over great food and drink. That spirit led to the legendary supper clubs of Wisconsin decades ago and their recent comeback. A new documentary tells their stories. It's called Old Fashioned, the story of the Wisconsin Supper Club. Splendid Table contributor Shauna Seaver, a Midwesterner herself, spoke with filmmaker Holly DeRyder from Chicago. Hi, Holly. Thanks so much for talking with us. Yeah, thanks for having me here today. So I have to tell you, I saw the film and I fell in love with it. And I think part of it was because I am born and raised in the Midwest and I recognized so many of these people and the stories and the snippets of supper club culture. But I have to say, I didn't really realize that supper club culture is a thing because in the Midwest is so deeply embedded in the fabric of the region that it's almost hard to describe. So I'm going to have you do it. (laughs) What is a supper club? Well, a supper club is an independently owned restaurant, usually in a rural location, that's only open for supper. And their menu is very limited. It's mostly surf and turf. And the food is mainly homemade. It's a destination restaurant. You don't go there for a quick bite and leave. You're there for the evening. Mm. And the decor usually reflects that of the owners. So, you know, some have some unique Green Bay Packer decor because the owners are Packer fans. (laughs) And some of them have a log cabin feel to them because they're in the Northwoods. Right. Now, there was sort of a, a real growth of supper clubs during a certain point in time. When was that era exactly? After World War II, so definitely mid-century, the Hobnob in between Kenosha and Racine on Lake Michigan mm-hmm. has some great retro, like heavy, rich decor. It's just amazing when you can kind of see the history. And the magic about supper clubs is they keep that. They preserve that, almost like a time capsule. That's a really great way to describe it. A lot of times in these supper clubs, you feel like you've gone back in time or you're kind of being enclosed in a way. And it does make it so easy to stay, as you said, for a few hours. Um, can you explain to us sort of the flow of a meal at a supper club? Because there is sort of a, uh, a protocol Definitely. <laughs> for supper mm-hmm. club dining. Well, supper clubs, when you walk in, usually walk into the bar area. And you're not just sitting there and talking with the person or the people that you came with. You're talking with the people around you. Supper clubs are all about community and connecting. So you sit at the bar and you have a cocktail or two. And usually a lot of supper clubs, the waitresses will come up and tell you your table number and take your order. But you don't get seated until you ask to be seated. It just feeds into that slow pace. There's no rush. You're never feeling pressure to move on to the next stage of the meal. So once you decide you're ready to go, you tell the bartender, he gets your waitress, they set you down at your table. Usually you have your food already ordered and when you get to your table, usually a relish tray is waiting for you. And if you ordered soup or salad, that might be there too. A lot of supper clubs are kind of moving away from the relish tray. It's definitely still out there and very strong, but a lot of them have moved over to salad bars just to cut down on food waste. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Because what would 
traditionally be in the relish tray? The relish tray is generally made out of like fresh vegetables, so like celery and carrots and radish, but then there's also cheese spreads on there. Mm. A lot of times one might be like homemade in-house, um, liver pate. They also have different kinds of pickled oh. items, so pickled beets and pickled asparagus. It really depends on the season and uh, what that supper club specializes in because a lot of these supper clubs have recipes that have been handed down generation to generation. So they might be known for their pickled herring or their creamy cucumber salad. And then when you're talking about main dishes at a supper club, um, give us an example of some of those. The supper club menu is very limited. It usually focuses on the surf and turf menu. Mm -hmm. So a lot of fish, a lot of different steaks, but a lot of supper clubs are kind of adding lighter fare or some more modern twists. And then the dessert menu I noticed is very limited as well. Mm -hmm. A cheesecake or maybe a slice of pie. And mm -hmm. it's interesting because when you're talking about the limited menu, it, it does reflect a sense of sort of local eating. And it's not about, you know, having a million different options. It's really about having food that's from that specific area, and it's it's top quality. Mm -hmm, definitely. But also the flow of the supper club evening, when you get done eating, again, at no rush, you can leave, or the more common decision is to return to the bar. And um, what naturally goes with that is having an ice cream drink at the bar. That, I would say, is like the number one choice with um, desserts at supper club is to have an ice cream drink. And uh, Grasshopper and Brandy Alexander, I would say, are the top choices. So it's like a boozy milkshake? Pretty much. It's a good way to describe All it. Right. It's very low in alcohol, but they're really good. My favorite is the Pink Squirrel, and that's uh, an almond-flavored ice cream drink. It was actually invented in Milwaukee at a bar. So something that a lot of people will do, I mean, in modern times going out to dinner is you want to go somewhere for a nightcap, but you're saying that here in the supper club you want to keep it all in one in one spot, and it's it's about coming back to the bar as a sense of community. Oh, yes. It's so funny. In today's world, we're all like, we're going to go here for dinner. We're going to go here for entertainment. And the supper club, it used to be, it embodied everything. Live entertainment was a huge thing in the supper club in its early history. But when they had to tighten their budget and much their money more, entertainment was something that got cut. Mm. So you don't see it that much. But there's definitely supper clubs out there that still have their dance floor and have little platform for the live entertainment and that really makes for an amazing night out the dinner and dancing that sounds so fun so you start at the bar you end at the bar the bar is obviously a really important <laughs> part of it. yes um tell us about the old-fashioned because that is the signature cocktail of the supper club right oh most definitely uh the old-fashioned well the brandy old-fashioned is a solid wisconsin drink mm -hmm. it has its origins from the Prohibition era when, you know, people couldn't really be too picky about their liquor choices. <laughs> and some of the stuff being made wasn't the best. So they started sugaring and um, adding soda and fruit to their cocktails. So that's kind of how the modern day brandy old fashioned came to be. You know, it's got the bitters, the sugar, and it's got a cherry and orange in it, and then the brandy and the soda. The alcohol is quite a bit better yes. now than it was back then. But the brandy component was a unique thing. Um, Corbell started making brandy, brought it to the Chicago World's Fair. A lot of Germans from Wisconsin came down, and they discovered this new, pretty affordable type of brandy. So they started mixing their old fashions with it. So that's 
how the brand became so big in Wisconsin. And a lot of it stems from that Supper Club culture, which is still alive. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because when you watch the film, you really do get a sense that there was a time where supper clubs are starting to slow down. And as you're watching the film, you start to worry, is this becoming a dying art in a way, you know, and you're cheering for these restaurants because it's such a wonderful experience. Um, But what's happened in the past couple of years, it really is starting to come back. Yeah, there's this renewed interest, which is great. I'm really excited to see that. Absolutely. Thanks so much for talking with us, Holly. Thanks. Holly DeRider is director, editor, and producer of Old Fashioned, the story of the Wisconsin Supper Club. Shauna Seaver's latest book is Real Sweet. Now serve your own Supper Club feast with this master recipe from J. Kenji Lopez-Alt for butter-basted pan-seared thick steaks. (laughs) Find it at splendidtable.org.